With less than a month to go before the midterm election, what will the verdict be? A month from today, will we wake up in an America that has had enough and wants a different direction? Or an America with the way things are going is fine and dandy? Let's sign up for more. We're going to talk about where we are right now, the state of play in American politics. Plus, we'll even chat football and the state of play in the NFL after the big Monday night football game in Kansas City and coming off of the the game with the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to cover a lot. It's all on this week's episode of Dale Carter's America. From the heart of flyover country, he's not on the far right, and he's certainly not on the far left. Like you, he's somewhere in the middle. This is Dale Carter's America. With Kurt Wheeler, I am Dale Carter, and this is Dale Carter's America. We, we always try and stay as timely as we can. We're a day late because of Monday Night Football as we record this today. Um, and we start with the top of the news, very tragic story out of Philadelphia. Yep. Lots of bad stuff happening. Let's check it out. Cap for you, what's going on here? You're taking a live look, Brown and 8th Street. As officers worked that scene, what happened around 6.30 this morning, officers were out, SWAT officers, trying to serve a warrant for a homicide that occurred back in August. The person that they were after tried to exit the rear of the building where there were officers in the backyard. He fired at them. Officers say that they fired back. Both sides were injured, minor injuries for the police officers. That is a view from Jefferson where they were taken. The suspect, a 19-year-old who they were after, he was fatally wounded. He is deceased at this point, we're being told. But now we're taking a look at Jefferson. Yeah, so bottom line, officers trying to take an individual off the streets who was accused of killing someone else and who has already been accused of taking part in armed robberies, <coughs> shot at officers, putting them in the hospital, leaving a, an entire neighborhood in disarray with officers and crime scene tape all over the place. And there you have the, the leadership of the police department really just losing words to describe what they face on a daily basis where they feel like people who should be in jail are not in jail and are allowed to commit more and more crimes. Well, there's that. So I, I think you can pull the clip there, Kurt. Um, officers face this danger every day. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. And that was enough of the news for me right there. I mean, you know, if you shoot at officers trying to execute a warrant because you were being arrested for attempted murder and the other things that this young man was accused of, and you shoot at the police officers, you are going to die. Now, I don't know whether the guy was black, brown, white, yellow, orange, or fruit-striped. It doesn't matter to me. But the narrative on the other side will be, well, wait a second. They shot him. Was he white? Was he black? I really don't know. Um, and, you know, they, they killed the guy. So if he's black, the left narrative is going to be, why couldn't they wing him? Why couldn't they, like, shoot him in the leg or something? Shoot him in the leg, man. Come on. Yeah. So um, it, it's a tough job that our officers do. That's why we stand behind them here on this podcast. And uh, it's just those kinds of things that are happening every day that, that should not be. We move on to the other news of the day. This really isn't news because it was in 1492 that Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Now, he thought he was going to India, and he ended up in the West Indies, right? So it's it's the greatest tale of somebody getting lost in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, here he is. It's Columbus Day. Uh, and, of course, they can't leave well enough alone. So they also refer to it as Indigenous Persons Day. Um, I have a theory on this, Kurt, that the cradle of civilization we all know is Africa, right? Mm -hmm. Do you buy that, that the cradle of civilization is Africa? That the first humans came from Africa? Yeah, African yeah. Continent? I mean, that that's certainly what the archaeological record right. points to is that uh, the, the common ancestry of, of uh, humanity is from the African continent, at least from what I've seen. I mean, I'm no expert, so right. I don't know. So let's go with that as a theory, because we believe in science at Dale Carter's America. Real so science. So there are no indigenous people to North America. Right. The people that we look at as indigenous people walked across the Bering Strait from Russia or what is now modern-day Russia, down Alaska, and it was obviously cold there, so they wanted to get further south, and so they came down in here, and they settled down in Mexico, Central America, to South America. That's how they got there, right? Yeah. Okay, so white Europeans came over after Columbus because Columbus got lost on his way to India. 
So it really doesn't matter. No. And and I mean, I, I think really what it boils down to is just erasing history uh, and rewriting history. They don't like Western history, you know, and American history as, as it stands. They want to completely erase the existing history and rewrite history the way that they see it, the way that the left sees it. And that's why they view Columbus as you know, an evil figure in, in, uh, history. And, you know, you can look at some things that he did, you know, I mean, certainly they, people brought over disease and and other things, you know, maybe some people were not treated the, uh, properly or whatever, but I mean, look at what the native American tribes were doing to each other at the time that Columbus came over. He would, he came over and the, the colonists that came over were helping some tribes fight against other tribes because they were coming, raping and pillaging their yeah. entire, their entire villages. You know, there were cannibalistic tribes. There were tribes that, um, performed, you know, ritual, uh, child sacrifice, you know, and, and, uh, not only in North America, but in South America, the Aztecs being a big one. So this idea that, oh, Columbus was the bad guy and the, and the Indians, you know, were, were these innocent people that were doing nothing wrong and they were just keeping them themselves. It's just not true. It's not, it's not realistic. And it's not a, it's not a factual representation of history. Well, when we get to the point where we're demonizing St. Nicholas and, and getting rid of Christmas because, you know, St. Nicholas may have done something back in the day, that's where I'm going to draw the line because I'm still going to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't we're care. not very far from that point, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to Kanye West um, and his T-shirt that's gotten, getting him in some hot water uh, that white lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the clip we're going to play from Kanye, it's like, duh, right? Yeah, here's him and uh, Candace Owens. Uh, so I guess this was at a, a fashion show in Paris. And uh, so that was part of the fashion show. I don't really know. I'm not a fashion guy, so I don't really know what to say about that. But here's a clip of him. He went on Tucker, I believe, two nights in a row to uh, to talk about this. So here's a very short clip of him talking to Tucker. Well, as an artist, you don't have to give an explanation, but as a leader, you do. Yes, I think that's right. So the answer to why I wrote White Lives Matter on a shirt is because they do. Hello. It's the obvious thing. Well, as there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, w- when we've had issues where officers have been killed in the line of duty, Kurt, or wounded in the line of duty, I've gone on Facebook and, and I've, I've had the, the hashtag blue lives matter, right? white lives matter, black lives matter. Brown lives matter. How about all lives matter? Lives matter. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the left would draw the line there because, you know, uh, we've got to agree on where life starts because there right. are some on the left who say that even if you've taken a baby to full term, that life doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Well, they can't make their mind up on that either because there was a, a story that came out of a, uh, you know, a, a very pro-choice uh, children's hospital or something like that where they said that uh, children in the womb can can know their gender. They can be transgender in the womb. So they, the, it's just a fetus, but at the same time, they can also decide that they're transgender in the womb. So. Boy, the times that we live in, right? <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. So then just to, you know, Kanye had, had himself a hell of a week. So he, he had the, the White Lives Matter thing. He went on TV with Tucker, which, of course, people hated. And uh, just to remind everybody that Kanye is, you know, not exactly the most grounded person in the world. He went to Twitter the next day. I believe, and this got him banned from uh, from Instagram, I believe, and, and the, the tweet got taken down. But he went to Twitter and he said, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. <laughs> the funny <laughs> thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. So there you, you know go. what that reminds me of? <laughs> Back in the day, there was a show on that could never be on TV again, uh, Sanford and Son. Fred Sanford and his son, they, mm-hmm. they owned a junkyard in California or whatever. And uh, Fred was always trying to you know game the system in some way or another. And he figured out that if he could make his house into a church, he could get like tax deductions. Right. And they decided that they were descended from 
Jews. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the term for black Jews is falashes. Does that sound right? I don't know. I but, know that the there's joke the whole was, uh, yeah, black the, Hebrew Isra- yeah. Israelite thing. The, the joke on. that Fred Sanford kept coming back to was he kept referring to himself as galoshes. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't do that anymore because we've, no. we've, we've taken a stake to the heart as we're into the Halloween season now uh, of humor in this country. You just can't try humor anymore. Yeah. But you know, well, to Kanye West's point, I mean, duh, white lives matter, black Black Lives Matter. All life matters. Yeah. I don't think that that Jewish tweet was meant to be humorous, by the way. Oh, really? He was not joking on that? I don't think so. I All don't right. think so. I mean, I, Kanye is a very interesting guy, so who knows? <laughs> who knows? We're, You know, this country is filled with personalities of all different stripes, and we need to embrace that rather than, yeah. you know, try and get everybody to conform one That's way like or the a, other. You know what that reminded me of? It's like a Trump tweet turned up to 11. It's like it's got the misspellings. It's got like the random three spaces in between words. It's got the is all the word kofefi in there anywhere? <laughs> no, it's no. not. But right. it's close. <laughs> well, let's move on because uh, Matt Walsh, Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. This is a big story out there. And you know, before we get into this, I just want to preface this by saying that you know, if you're a child, if, if you're a minor, you can't even drink a beer, but. These days in this country, you as a minor can decide that you were something other than what you were born, and you can go make it permanent, which is scary, Kurt, if you think about it. Uh, Did you change majors in college? Because I did. No, but I maybe picked the wrong major. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we make changes as we go through young adulthood and certainly through our teenage years, and to put it you know, in a permanent way to change yourself from what you are to what you think you are. And then you come back and it's like, oh, I was wrong about that. So where are the parents in all this? The parents, I mean, are encouraging it in a lot of ways. Uh, I think in a lot of these cases, because, you know, the, the idea that children can consent is not just made up you know it's it's not just for legal reasons it's it's for like biological and and actual like cultural reasons too it's because children don't have a lot of times the mental capacity in order to make huge decisions for themselves you know so in a lot of these cases you know you have seven eight ten year old kids that are transitioning and then you look at the parents and you'll see interviews with them and the parents are like mouthing the words along with them or like egging them on and or the parents are are you know weird in some way or or something like that so uh i think that's where really our our ire as uh as society should be directed towards you know is in a lot of cases not in every case obviously but um you know there are legitimately people who are troubled and and all these things but uh the parents and certainly the medical establishment are uh are you know, promoting and pushing this stuff. So. All right. Well, let's jump into this. What uh, talk about uh, Matt Walsh and what he's doing down in Tennessee? Sure. So, um, I'll play this clip first, just as a little bit of a background. Uh, him on Tucker. Once it loads, bar, 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 bar. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. While edit. that while that's loading, I'll I'll set it up a little bit. So, um, basically. Uh, Matt Walsh has, you know, he had that movie, what is a woman that came out the documentary. He's been very on the forefront sort of, of the, uh, of the culture war in terms of, you know, pushing back on the gender narratives. And, uh, he has been going after, uh, Vanderbilt university hospital in Tennessee because they are performing gender transition surgeries and procedures on minors. So he's been bringing that to light and uh, you know, trying to shut it down. So here's the clip from Tucker of him talking Thank about you so that. much. They don't actually factually dispute anything in my report because they can't because everything that I said wasn't me saying it. I was just providing video evidence, much of which you you played there. Well, we know for a fact this is an absolute fact that 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 uh, Vanderbilt they perform double mastectomies on minor girls on children. They chemically castrate children and they give them irreversible hormone drugs that change their bodies permanently. They're doing all of that to kids. And the other thing we should note, I'm glad you mentioned all the other hospitals around the country because the things I just mentioned, that's happening all across the country in every single state, in in many hospitals and in many other medical clinics. All of those things are happening. And one of the reasons why it's allowed to keep happening is because People don't know about it because they're not talking about it. And I think for a lot of average Americans, people just walking down the street, 
it's sort of unthinkable. They can't imagine that this sort of thing is actually happening, but uh, it is, which is why we have to start by raising awareness about it. And we have to do that no matter no matter the the game the left plays by saying if you if you so much as mention what they're doing, yeah. it's incitement and terrorism, which is which is absurd. But uh, we can't we can't bend to that tactic. We have to keep shining a light on this. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he's absolutely right. And everything that he pointed to, you know, he had this big expose that he did on his uh, show and then, you know, through social media and everything. And the Daily Wire, you know, they've been doing a lot of great work and they have they've hired, you know, a bunch of people. They have a big research team there, a lot of journalists, you know, that they've hired. So they looked into this and they found all of this stuff. You know, they had a whole website uh, at Vanderbilt that was dedicated to their their child, uh, you know, gender program. And they took it down after Matt Walsh brought it to light. They took the website down and they had all these things that they were coming out with uh, videos of them talking about it, videos of them talking about doing top surgery uh, on minor girls, which is where, you know, you you cut the breasts off of of, uh, of a woman. And uh, and then another clip surfaced, which I'm going to play as well, uh, which is one of the directors, uh, some high up person at Vanderbilt. And she's talking about sort of the motivation for why they're doing this and, and how much money they're actually making, you know, on, on some of these uh, procedures. Starting in January 1st of 2017, uh, according to the Affordable Care Act, insurance cover carriers are mandated to cover medical expenses for trans folks. Um, some of our BUMC financial folks in, 20, in August of 20, I'm sorry, October of 2016, sorry, a couple of years ago, put down some costs of how much money we think each patient would bring in, and this is only including top surgery, this isn't including any bottom surgery, and um, it's a lot of money. These surgeries make a lot of money. Um, so there you go. Did she know she was being recorded? Probably not. $40,000. So it's a profit center. Yeah. So she goes on to to talk about another gender clinic in Philadelphia and how their entire clinic is funded off of bottom surgeries or vaginoplasties, which is, you know, the creation of a fake vagina, basically. And, you know, the the motive there is clear. She's putting it right out in the open. It's a profit motive. Uh, They're making $20,000, $40,000, $100,000 on mutilating people, essentially, uh, including in some cases minors. They're giving minors the same drugs that they give to pedophiles in order to chemically castrate them uh, to, in order to transition their, their sex. And um, absolutely ghoulish. uh, Yeah. All this is happening, you know, so I wanted to bring that to light because it's been going on for a few weeks now, the the thing with Matt Walsh, but yeah. I think he's doing great work in bringing that to light. So. Well, you know, my view on this, and I think I've said it before, is that if you're an adult and you decide when you're an adult, and I've had friends, I, I've got one of my dearest friends in the radio business at 50 years old, decided that he wanted to be a woman, had been a woman, uh, a, a man trapped in a woman's body for as long as he could remember, and he decided to have the surgery, so he had it. More power to you as an adult. Don't do this to kids. Yeah, I mean, I would say that it's not okay for adults either, but at least— Well, that's your opinion. At, at least, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least there, though, we have— we, we can talk about consent, yeah. you know, we can talk about— um, Make that clear that that is your opinion. I mean, you know— um, if you want to say that as an adult, you can't do what you want to do, I mean, you know, uh, you're the same person who pushed back on the vaccine, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't want to get into a whole thing with that, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there there is a difference between right and wrong. There is a difference between what is natural and what is unnatural. I mean, where, where do we draw the line? Should we, you know, allow people to, to you know, put animal parts on themselves i mean like what what are we even talking if about? it makes them happy floats their boat whatever you know again you have your rights but your rights end where my rights begin and yeah. that's where i want to throw this in here because the folks in shawnee they're probably going to take a lot of heat for this but at their city council meeting um they came out with a bill the city supports a bill to protect the fairness of women's sports now this gets into where your rights end and mine begin We believe, this is quoting from their letter, we believe that all should have equal opportunities in sports, 
but allowing biological males to compete in women's only divisions is robbing girls of their opportunities at all levels. And they're going to go with that statement, and uh, that's going to support whatever they do in Shawnee. And I agree with that 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And uh, just real quick, too, to follow up on the uh, Vanderbilt thing, sort of the conclusion of this part of the the Vanderbilt saga is that um, as part of what Matt Walsh was doing, he went and visited with some uh, Tennessee lawmakers, I think including the governor and senators and things like that. They're working on putting together a bill to ban uh, gender-affirming, quote-unquote, care for minors in the state. And Vanderbilt, after all the public pressure came out, they came out and said that they were going to uh, suspend the the program. So I think it just shows that public pressure works. You know, um, the left is very good at this. The left is great at boycotting things. They're great at contacting advertisers. They're great at making a lot of noise. They're great at protesting. And historically, at least in in modern history, uh, conservatives have not been very good at that. You know, we don't make as much noise. We don't uh, cause a scene, you know, and, and, and we don't do that to get our way. So hopefully that's starting to change. Well, you know, and kind of a theme here is that when you step out of the bounds of whatever the narrative is, the left will yell louder than you will yell and try and get you to stop and try and silence you. And uh, the Florida Attorney General found that out going against the vaccine narrative. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, the Surgeon General, Florida Surgeon General. Um, Maybe I typed that wrong, but uh, Florida Surgeon General did a little bit of research and found that the COVID mRNA vaccine found to cause 84% increase in death for men ages 18 to 39, uh, which is very troubling, obviously. And he uh, posted a tweet, which is the tweet that's screenshotted right here, and the tweet got removed by Twitter. And uh, I believe he was he was sort of uh, banned, you know, censored on other platforms as well. So, you know, you can't speak the truth uh, about that. Obviously, there was another clip, which I haven't pulled up, uh, that came out just yesterday. I believe it was in Britain or Australia, where uh, there was a panel with some government uh, people and one of the Pfizer um, executives, and they, the Pfizer executive admitted that there were no trials for prevention of transmission of the vaccine before they put it on the market. Yeah. So again, you go against the narrative and they're going to try and squelch you. And that does make more sense that it was the Surgeon General and not the Attorney (laughs) General. So I I put more credence into the fact that the um, Surgeon General said that. All right, so as we move into uh, the the bigger portion of what we're going to talk about today, that's the news headlines. We want to thank Bob Watson, Blue Springs local State Farm agent for five decades. He is at 7th and Main in Blue Springs, 816-229-7878. He'll be glad to know as he listens to this episode of the podcast that I haven't hit anything with my car in the last week, so I didn't need to call Bob or the folks in the office there. Uh, But he's always ready, and and he's been my guy for 27 years. It's good to have somebody that you can call, guy or gal doesn't matter you don't want to call an 800 number with some nameless faceless person across the ocean who doesn't give a crap about you and your situation Mm -hmm. you want somebody that's local and bob can handle you on the missouri side and the kansas side as well for auto home life commercial insurance as well he's licensed in both states and he's ready to take your call at 816-229-7878 so let's talk about the um, the state of our union, because we are less than a month uh, away from the midterm election, and I'm an optimist. I don't know where you are on the scale, but I'm an optimist. I, I think we've been through tough times before. The Charlie Daniels Band song, In America, is just so appropriate, because that song came out in 1980. We were going through a lot of the same things in 1980, and you know, he said this... Lady may have stumbled, but she ain't never fell. And if the Russians, ironically enough, don't believe that, they can all go straight to hell. You know, we had a terrible economy at that time. The Cold War was raging. um, And and here we go again. We came out of that. A guy named Ronald Reagan brought us out of that. Who will bring us out of it now? I don't know. Uh, But gas prices continue to climb. Um, the media didn't cover it for a while. Now they're being shamed into covering it. They almost have to cover it. You can't not cover it. Uh, it's gone up almost every day. Uh, it, it leveled off at 392 on the average. Um, and uh, my God, Kurt, I mean, if you live in California, you're paying almost 650 a gallon. Yeah, I think uh, in California, so this is the chart that I'm showing here is the national average. So we are not back to the height of the national average. You can see it was going up, 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 up. Uh, starting in 2020 and 2021, especially. 
and then it went down and now it's going back up again. I think in California, it is the highest uh, that it's been. Uh, you know, this they're, they're seeing record highs now in California. And if so. you lived in California, wouldn't you be sick of this by now? Wouldn't you be wondering, yeah. oh, no, man, it's election day. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to vote for the Democrat again <laughs> because I always vote for the Democrat. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the, you know, the, Move. the, the definition you of, in, of insanity is doing <laughs> yeah. the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Right. And, and that's what they're doing out in California. But it, you know, it's affecting our part of the world as well. We like seeing our gas prices somewhere $2 or maybe even a little bit less. And it's, uh, you know, it's closing in on three fifty here in the Kansas City area. And, and it continues to go up. Interest rates also continue to go up. Yep. Um, and, and they're going to have to. I mean, these things kind of work together. The Fed is doing everything it can to tackle inflation, which, and we all know this by now. The reason that we have rampant inflation is because we dump trillions of dollars of funny money into this economy. You've got too many dollars chasing too few goods, and, and that's an equation that leads to inflation every time, mm -hmm. regardless of what they say on the left. You know, the left is trying to redefine everything. You know, we, we had two back-to-back -back quarters of negative growth all the way back to when they first started keeping stats, Republicans and Democrats. Two negative growth quarters equals a recession. Not Except anymore. now. You know, because Not now anymore. we got a, we got a new definition for it. Um, so interest rates continue to climb. They're going to have to. Uh, and that's going to have an impact on the, the housing market. Stock market continues to stumble. I mean, I, I made the mistake of looking at my 401k yesterday. And, you know, it's not the, the biggest part of my retirement equation at this point because I'm 59 and I've made some smart moves along the way here to try and make sure that I'm, I'm not eating cat food, although cat food's pretty expensive too, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've made some changes along those lines too. But, but when I look at my 401k, have you looked at yours lately? No. Don't. I won't. I wasn't planning on it. Because you're so young, you've got a lot of time to make it up. Um, but it's just, it's just terrible. Um, and inflation, as we mentioned, uh, continues to rise. Um, uh, this just came out today. Wholesale prices for September were up double what the experts had forecast. You know, they, they thought it was going to be 0.2. It was 0.4. You know, in Joe Biden's world, I know that's zero. Right. Yeah. It didn't go yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before and I'll say it again. When are we going to stop trusting the experts? I mean, seriously, the, this whole this whole thing of like experts or sources say or people people close to the matter you know all this jargon that they put in these articles like when are we going to stop trusting these people the experts have been wrong on everything let's just get rid of them like yeah. let's not have experts anymore it's crazy how about we're the experts <laughs> well that's possible right um and you're looking for what the good news story is i mean the world stage is a mess right now um, really Joe Biden's, and we're going to get into politics and how that's all affected, uh, coming up here in just a bit. But for him, I mean, the, 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 the tide going down started right around the, uh, just horrible withdrawal from Afghanistan. That was just, it was a joke. I thought you were going to say on inauguration day. Now, you know, <laughs> I think he got a little bit of a honeymoon period, you know, even though he was like making gaffes like Joe Biden does make, you know, his most recent gaffe, I, I think is, um, it's two words. Made in America. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Yeah. Even Saturday Night Live is starting to to poke fun at Joey B a little bit. Yeah, there was also a great uh, exchange on Twitter that I don't have pulled up, but uh, Lauren Boebert, who is a congresswoman, after he had that gaffe, she went on Twitter and she said, two words, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. And then a bunch of people replied to her and were like, this idiot doesn't know how to count, you know, like clearly not getting the joke. Yeah, not getting the joke. <laughs> um, and the, the border continues to be porous. We keep talking about that. And and you've got kind of like this back and forth, DeSantis and uh, Martha's Vineyard. And then you've got Abbott in Texas and Adams, the mayor of, of New York. This clip, I think, just sums it all up for me. New Yorkers are angry. I am angry, too. We have not asked. For this yeah there was never any agreement to take on the job of supporting thousands of asylum seekers this responsibility was simply handed to us without warning as buses began showing up well at least you got buses i mean you know in texas they just got millions of people walking across the border and they didn't ask for it and i would say to you mr mayor of new york city you did ask for it your city asked for it you you became a sanctuary city you know 
We're welcoming. We want all of these people. He says they didn't ask for it. Kurt, they asked for it. Yeah. I mean, that's they get what they asked for. I mean, it's... Uh... And they're getting busloads where Abbott and, and the governor of Arizona and Florida, to a certain extent, they're getting millions of people walking across the border, and they're not set up for it either. Yeah. I mean, think about how much of a story it was with the Martha's Vineyard thing when, when DeSantis sent those people to Martha, Martha's Vineyard. It was like 50 people. Right. I mean, they, they get 50 people across the border in probably, what, an hour, maybe? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like every day, you know, we have, and and there's more reports coming out of, you know, how many of these people are actually getting through and, and never being apprehended, you know, and, and even the ones who are apprehended, they give them a court date and then they release them. And then, you know, if they don't show up to the court, to the court date, what are you going to do? Nothing, you know? Yeah. And then the, uh, just last week, there, you might have seen this maybe earlier this week or last week, there was a, a family, uh, it was a, a woman, I believe, in, uh, I forget where it was, but she was killed by an illegal immigrant criminal who had committed other crimes besides coming here illegally and was released from prison. I mean, there's many cases, many such cases of this. And uh, yeah. They, they need to well, go. And Kamala Harris was on one of the late night shows. I don't even remember which one. Seth Meyers, maybe uh, one of the late, late shows or whatever. And they were talking about the border. And this is the border czar, right? She's supposed to be handling our policy on the border, which is an abject failure. She hasn't been to the border. She hasn't gone to the border. She hasn't looked at what the problem is and, and tried to solve it. Instead, she throws the ball back in the Republicans' court. And again, you know, as we're talking about politics and the midterm coming up, I want to remind everyone who does not know this. I think I have found the clip here. The Democrats, well, hang on to the clip for a second. Hang on a second. The, the Democrats control the House of Representatives, they control the Senate, and they have the White House. The Republicans have zero power in Washington, D.C. right now. How is any of this the Republicans' fault? That's a great question. It is uh, back to orange man bad. And and it's funny because, you know, Corrine Jean-Pierre and Biden and, and Kamala, too, to, to a large extent, have all done the same thing where now on immigration, where they're pretending like they're the ones who are, you know, hard on immigration. Like Corrine Jean-Pierre had that clip that we played a couple weeks ago where she said, well, uh, Trump started the wall, but you know, he, he didn't, he didn't finish the wall. So right. like, we're, we're going to be the ones to be hard on immigration. It's like, are you like, how stupid do you think people are? They do think we're stupid, but hey, let's check this out. Cause I haven't actually seen this. So, and I just think it's an absolute dereliction of duty. If you see a problem and if we agree that, that we need to address it, then if you're a leader, participate in a solution. You're right? in charge. When we first came in office, <laughs> right? the first bill that we proposed was for a pathway for citizenship, was to fix a broken immigration system, which was broken under the previous administration. Good God. They say that with a straight face. Yeah. And, and there are people out there, Kurt, who believe them. Yep. <laughs> they absolutely believe if they We call those people voters. Well, unfortunately so. <laughs> um so and also coming out of the immigration mess uh, and one of the big reasons it's a problem is the fentanyl that's coming across the border. Um and Texas has issued a warning now about kids and Halloween and making sure that you're not getting some of these rainbow colored things that turn out to be fentanyl that are deadly. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, because I mean, we have, you know, pounds they look and like pounds candy. of yeah. I mean, there's your picture right there. DEA warns of brightly colored fentanyl used to target young Americans. It's coming across the border, uh, and we've shown previously on this show the amount of fentanyl that is lethal. It's like the size of the the very very tip of a pencil. So I mean, when when the DEA goes in to do fentanyl busts, they have to wear hazmat suits. Because they can't touch it. They can't physically have it on their body or they're at risk of death. And uh, this is what's being brought across the border from China through Mexico to America. And that's what we're dealing with. Well, and, and they're not going to do anything about it. It's what happens when you have a weak federal government. You know, I'm not a big fan of federal government overreaching, but I am a big fan of the federal government protecting the borders of the United States. I, I think if, if you had like four things that they ought to be responsible for, I think that would be in the top four. Yeah. Um, and, and they're not doing that. They're trying to do everything else, but they're not doing that.
All right, we're going to move on to the uh, state of our politics in this country. But first, I want to tell you about uh, Austin Watterson and his fine company, Royal Roofing and Solar. Um, he was on last week's podcast uh, that we did live at our other uh, sponsor location, Funhouse Pizza in Blue Springs on 7 Highway. And, and he talked a lot about solar and when it's right, when it's not right. And I've known Austin a long time. And if he looked at your house and said, you know what? Solar is not going to work here. Stop taking calls from solar people because he knows what he's talking about. If solar will benefit you and all of a sudden you can own your utilities as opposed to leasing them from Evergy, he'll show you how to do that too. And that is empowering. When you can basically tell Evergy to go pound sand because you're providing your own utilities, that is an amazing thing. Yeah, 100%. Royal Roofing and Solar, and he does roofing too. He did, did my roof, as a matter of fact, at Casa del Carter. 816-540-7057. That's the number, 816-540-7057. There are a lot of, um, I'm just going to say it, there's a lot of shysters in the business. Mm -hmm. How, do you get a lot of calls? I mean, I do. And, and, and thank God T-Mobile now has branched out into this thing where most of the calls that come in, they'll say, scam likely. And I just go, <laughs> I'm not right, taking that call. Right, right. I'm not taking that call. <laughs> but sometimes it'll say phone number verified. And I'm like, okay, hello. It's like, have you thought about solar on your roof? Goodbye. I don't get those actually, but I get the um the car insurance ones are like, you know, your 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 car's warranty is expired and Oh, know, on blah, those blah, calls, blah. the the one thing that's a dead giveaway is when you say hello. And there's like a second of right. dead air. And you and have to say it twice. You have to say hello twice, I think. And then the second time you say it, the automated message. You hear on. a beep. Well, sometimes it's a live body. Yeah. You hear like a beep and then they talk. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> so I'll go three, two, one, click. Right. <laughs> so that's yeah. the end of that. And just to your point too, with, uh, with Royal Roofing and Solar, here's all the different things that they do. I mean, residential roofing, commercial roofing, roof replacement, roof repair, storm damage repair, metal roofing, asphalt shingle roofs. You know, plus solar, plus, I mean, even if you uh, have other issues with your with your house, you know, we were talking to Austin at the live event last week, which, again, thanks to everyone who came out to that. We had a great time. Thanks to Mark McCloskey for coming out and uh, and talking to us. But, you know, he, he can help you out with other things, too. And certainly, uh, if he can't help you personally, he'll point you in the right direction. So if you have other issues with your home, uh, you know, storm damage, uh, you know, leaking, things like that. He's the guy to call. All right. 816-540-7057. Great folks. Austin, Buffy, their entire family. We, we love them. They're part of our family here at Dale Carter's America. And speaking of where we did the live podcast, it was at Funhouse Pizza. And he has two locations, and we've done live events at both. We've been at Lee's Summit on 50 Highway, and we were there in Blue Springs. We had a tremendous crowd at both. I mean, it was packed in Blue Springs. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of people uh, there to see. McCloskey and and us hopefully too <laughs> and uh, it, yeah McCloskey was you know uh, talking to the people he was he was uh, signing pictures of yeah. him and his wife out front of yeah. the house it was great yeah everybody <laughs> had uh, pizza too while they were there and I yep. understand it was really really good yep um, and and that's Jim Dingman I mean they just do a great job at Funhouse Pizza taking care of you with with great pizza and just a great atmosphere for the family and at both locations. One of the things I love about Jim Dingman is uh, you saw the sign outside both locations, pull your pants up. <laughs> yeah. That's one of his big pet peeves because he was a Marine and he's buttoned up and he expects everybody else to be, even the customers. You know, in some places it's like the customer's always right. Yeah. I don't think that's Dingman's world. Well, yeah. I mean, the customer's always right to a, to a certain extent. You know, if they come in and start causing a scene, you know, then they're not right. <laughs> I wouldn't do that at Funhouse Pizza. No, I would not. Just either. suggesting that. 50 Highway in Lee Summit and also in Blue Springs on 7 Highway. Uh, Funhouse Pizza, Bob Watson State Farm Agent, um, Royal Roofing and Solar are our three sponsors. Uh, if you like the podcast and, and you need a roof, call Austin at Royal. You obviously need insurance. You need insurance on your building, your car, your life. Call Bob Watson. And if you're looking for something good to eat in Lee Summit or Blue Springs, head to Funhouse Pizza. And you Pizza. need to eat. You have to eat. Everybody's right? got to eat. Everybody's got to eat. I think and, so. And just speaking of uh, about Funhouse Pizza, again, we've mentioned this before, but they are hiring for all positions right now. So um, they're really in need of people to work there. So please, 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 if you or somebody you know, uh, maybe a, a high school or college age student, maybe somebody older, you know, who wants a, a new job, is not happy with where they're working, uh, go 
to Funhouse Pizza in Blue Springs or Lee Summit. They're both hiring. And I know that uh, Blue Springs, you know, has had to adjust their hours a little bit because they're understaffed. So they really need people right now. So if you, if you know somebody who's looking for a good job with good starting pay and a great boss that supports this podcast, go check them out and get yourself a job. I sent one last week, as a matter of fact. So there you go. We're trying Boom. to help him out there. All right. The state of our politics is not good. Um, when, when a politician, a president does a state of the union address, one of the things that you expect them to say is the state of our union is sound. And I'm not sure that with any credibility, Joe Biden could stand up at that rostrum and say the state of our union is sound. And the American people are, are getting uh, it as well. All three branches of our federal government in polling nearing historic lows. Judiciary now is at under 50% for the first time ever. The executive at 43%, which makes me wonder what 43% think that he's doing a good job. Right. I, I don't know. Um, and the legislature is at 28%. I mean, so trust in government is really, really low, and that's not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, you know, the, the executive versus legislative uh, polling numbers because, I mean— I feel like a Congress approval is always low, uh, very low, like lower than the president. That's been the case, you know, since before Trump, since Obama and mm -hmm. probably earlier. They always have a very low approval rating. But then you have these career politicians that have been in there for 40, 50 years and they get reelected. So, well, let me tell you why. I mean, there's a distinction here. They hate Congress, but they love their congressmen. And so they keep reelecting them. Uh, in yeah. Missouri, for instance, you know, uh, Emmanuel Cleaver is going to win the 5th District in a walk. It's not even going to be close. Yeah, Sam Graves is going to win the 6th. It won't even be close. It'll be a walk for both of them. Mark Alford is in a safe Republican district, um, and, and he's going to win in a walk uh, because the people who vote for these people, you know, time in and time out, they say, I love my guy. I hate Congress, but I love my guy. Right. Right. And, and even, you know, in, in bigger races, you know, just to, to bring McCloskey back into it. I mean, we both, you and I voted for him. My wife voted for him. Um, and I think my wife voted for him. Was that the four he got? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he said when he came on. He was like, he was like, well, I didn't win my, my race. No thanks to you guys. And I was like, Ooh, uh, but no, he, he's a, he, he has a good, uh, good sense of humor. By the way, but, I had to introduce him at a Republican fundraiser on Sunday in uh, Lee summit. And I, I introduced him that way. The guy who was on our podcast and said, based on all of the great work that you did for me, I did not win right, the nomination. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it seems like people just don't pay attention in, in their primaries, especially they don't pay attention to who the real outsider candidates are, who's really talking about the things that matter to them or who's just repeating the same, you know, talking points, t you know, tired Republican talking points that, you know, we've been hearing for 20, 30 years now. And that needs to change because otherwise people are not going to be happy with Congress because they're not going to get what they want. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we talked about this earlier in the podcast that if you go against the narrative of the left, um, they're going to brand you uh, with something just just terrible. And we got a review on the Dale Carter's America Facebook page that we're putting up now. I, I hate I wish we could block out the guy's name. I, I don't want to give him any um, credit whatsoever. Um, you should have told me that before. I know I should have. It's too late. <laughs> on YouTube, you're going to see the guy's name, uh, but I'm not going to mention it here on the audio portion of it. Uh, but he refers to us as a bunch of treasonous nutsacks. <laughs> and, and, and you saw my reply to him. I said, you know, what a wonderful review from somebody who's never listened to one episode yeah. of this podcast. And he, he said something about, he replied back to that and he said, I don't have to do such and such in order to do such and such. I don't even remember what he said, but he put up like a, a like the bat signal that you would send for Batman, right? And it had like, um, what's... what's it's, it, So he says, I've never had sex with a leper either, but understand that it's not a good idea. Save it for your next rally. And then it's a bat signal with Q on. It, yeah, which, so QAnon, right? QAnon reference, yeah. which I, nobody knows what that is. I don't I mean, even know what that is. <laughs> I know what I am, and I know what you are. I mean, right. you're probably a little more conservative than I am, but that's okay. I mean, it, different strokes for different folks. I'm the older version. You're the younger version or whatever. So this guy was not satisfied with that. He came after me on my personal Facebook page mm -hmm. with that same, you know, whatever he is on there. And so I blocked him. 
And he came back with another profile, and, and, I, and he was using that what's that goofy thing not below the bat signal? What's the other, the other thing he's got? Like the oh, this, no yeah. teeth and the yeah, yeah, yeah. make America great again. Right. You right. know what? So he used that same thing. So I, I know that it was the same guy, and, and he called me a pussy. You know, you know, who's a pussy here? You know who's a pussy, Kurt? I'm going to tell you is he's a pussy because he's sitting behind his fucking keyboard and he's never going to come out from behind that keyboard. Right. You know, he's a pussy. You know, if you want to take me on, come on the podcast and actually tell me what I've said that's treasonous. I've had the same thing too. I mean, uh, throughout my my personal life, you know, a lot of people will come on and and uh, you know try and say things, say nasty things on Facebook or whatever. I just had a guy, uh, a friend of mine who lives in Springfield, who's conservative, had a, had a thread going and I, I commented on it. It was very, very mild. And then, uh, somebody else who I know in town came on and said, Oh, uh, Kurt, don't bother. This guy's not the hill to die on as if like, he's telling me who I'm supposed to be friends with. Yeah. You know, he would never say that to my face. Well, you'd never, never say that to my face. And I have friends who are Democrats. Uh, I have friends who are left leaning Republicans. They call them rhinos, I guess, or whatever, who disagree with me on certain things. And I'm like, come on the podcast. Yeah. We would love to talk about this. We can, we can be civil to each other. We don't have to agree on everything. We're Americans. We're not supposed to agree on everything, yeah. you know? Um, and to a person, Kurt, and you know this, everyone that we have invited on this podcast who disagrees with us all of a sudden loses the phone number. Yep. It's like, yeah, there's I, one in particular that I'm thinking of. And I know, I think, you know who I'm talking about, Yeah, but, uh, I mean, and, and this particular person has blocked, uh, us from, from replying to his comments on Facebook. He's blocked me from Facebook and yet he comes in and, and runs his mouth. So yeah. it's just, it, it just goes to show that, you know, there's not really interesting conversation anymore. And that's kind of the broader point that I think we're getting at is that our politics is broken. It's so divisive, but it is, you know, we, I think largely speaking, certainly you and I personally, and largely speaking as the conservative movement, we are very comfortable with our beliefs. You know, we, we are, we are, we have the courage of our convictions. We actually believe what we're saying and we're willing to debate. We're willing to have friendly conversation with people. We're willing to challenge people. We're willing to be challenged right. and that's how it should be. But these other people, they just want to, you know, scream at somebody behind their keyboard. They want to make a big fuss. They want to call you a racist and then they want to run away and hide. And we can't put up with that because that's cowardice. That's who the real pussies are and we need to call them out well when a guy calls me a pussy i'm going to block him from my personal facebook page because my personal right. facebook page is for pictures of my new dog harry who we love uh, my grandchildren and things like that you know if, if you want to talk about bunch of treasonous nutsacks. I mean, you know, Kurt's more of a nutsack than I am. I'm, I'm kind of a nice guy. Um, but we would love to have you come on. And I wear talk that as a badge of honor. Well, Thank sure. You, very much. I, you know, being the, we should have a logo. We should do t-shirts. We are a bunch of treasonous two, two nutsacks. nutsacks. One with my face on it, one with your face on it. <laughs> That'll be on Tony's Kansas City next before yeah. you know it. It's going to be crazy. But, you know, when, when Joe Biden started and we started this podcast the day he was inaugurated, he said, give me a chance. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. And yet when we came at the old man, the grumpy old man with things we disagreed with. We're MAGA Republicans. Yeah. You're MAGA Republicans. Ultra MAGA, the, the MAGA, you yeah. know, the now, radical MAGA wing. I'm older than you, but I'm 59. I never thought I would live long enough to wear an acronym that says make America great again would be seen as something, uh, it's an insult. Yeah. Well, you want to make America great. Well, hell yeah, I want to make it great. I want to stop millions of people from coming across our border with fentanyl. You know, I'd like to get gas prices down by being energy independent again. You know, I'd like to get inflation down by stopping all the funny money that's going out. I'd like lower taxes so that I can use my money instead of you using my money to filter it out. You know, I guess that makes me a terrible, that makes me a treasonous nutsack. That's pretty basic stuff, really. Uh, I'm know. a pretty basic guy. <laughs> I don't basic. think I'm overly complicated. Pretty I'm, basic. Yeah. There's like dogs and cats in the world, Kurt. Cats are complicated. Dogs are not. I've always thought I was a dog. So there you go. Uh, someone who is not a dog. That's a clip right there. I'm clipping that. Someone who is not a dog is Tulsi Gabbard. And we welcome her with open arms. She yes. has seen the light. Uh, here we go. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism. 
who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. You know, that's, that's a great statement. And I wonder, Kurt, you know, the, uh, the working class, the union folks out there who have been true blue Democrats for years, do they really want to be a part of this elitist woke culture? I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people do, but it's a, it's a vocal minority, you know, I think really in terms of like the radical left, the, the far left, the progressives, it, it's really a vocal minority. Mm. I think when you bring light to these issues, when you bring light to, uh, you know, child, uh, gender surgeries and things like that, when you bring light to immigration and how much crime and drugs are really coming across the border, when you bring light to, you know, uh, the, the over, the over uh, focus on racism and all of these things, you know, people start to realize that maybe they're they're not on the right side of things. Well, you know, it's been kind of a theme here, but if you disagree with the left, well, first of all, I wanted to say this. Um, Tulsi Gabbard reminds me of a great quote from Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a was a an FDR Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald Reagan said he didn't leave the Democratic Party; the Democratic Party left him. Yep, and I think that's exactly what Tulsi Gabbard was saying there. Uh, and, and we welcome those of you who basically feel like you, you're without a party because we're, I almost feel like we should start a third party. We're the Americans, yeah. right? We're the American party because we're for the Constitution and what it says and all that. My goodness. And and to be clear, you know, she didn't say in that clip that she's going to become a Republican or, or that she's conservative. You know, I mean, she she's not a conservative. She, I think, in, in many ways is still liberal. You know, she's pro-choice. She's been pretty vocal about that. Uh, and, you know, she favors more taxes on the rich and things like that and, and other issues, you know. So she's not like, you know, full on conservative. Mm -hmm. And I think we on the right, a lot of times have this problem where like, as soon as somebody says something remotely reasonable, you know, like uh, Joe Manchin or something is like, Oh, he's our savior. You know, he's the next big thing. And, and, you know, maybe let's not get too carried away, but it is refreshing to, to see that. And also I just want to say, I know you're not going to say this, but she is aging like fine wine. Oh my God. I just have to say she's a beautiful woman. (laughs) No question about that. But I, I'm married to somebody from Cass County. So I sleep with one eye open already. Uh, So, so if you disagree with the left, you know, and we've said this over and over again, they want to run you out of the country, uh, certainly discredit you, get you fired. I can't, you know, the, the person who put up the thing on Tony's Kansas City, I'm sure they wanted me to get fired, um, at least from the chiefs. Uh, that's not the first time that's been tried. And, and if you question the outcome of an election, how you're treated depends on which side of the aisle you're on. You know, everybody's making uh, uh, hay about Donald Trump saying that that he won the election and all that. Um, in his mind, he did win the election, and he did everything in his power to try and get that election overturned. He went to court. You know, he lost in every court challenge. Uh, and I said all along, you know, follow the law and do everything you can within the law. And at the end of the day, he didn't have any of his challenges upheld. So he left and Joe Biden became president. I can't imagine Hillary Clinton saying that she actually won the election. Can you? Uh, let's find out. I think it's also critical to understand that as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. What? What? She did not say to, that. To a rousing round of you applause. You did not. She did. I think you you did something with the the, uh, the video and the yeah, audio on that. It's masterful editing. Yeah. And Stacey Abrams. I mean, you know, she, as we note from Star Trek Discovery, has has been elevated to president of Earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
surely she wouldn't say that the election in Georgia was stolen from her. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. But we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We were robbed of an election. Just using the word rigged, using the word steal, do you think it's dangerous going into 2020? I, I don't, because we can actually back it up. And so in response to what I believe... This is shocking, Kurt. I have mean things to say that I'm not going to say. Back to outside, ask if I'm ever going to concede. The answer is no. This is not a speech of concession. Because concession means to acknowledge an action is right, true, or proper. And I will not concede because the erosion of our democracy is not right. This goes on for five minutes. Yeah, it's literally it five, five look minutes. At, look, at, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see where the timer is on the on the video. Yeah. This is five minutes of her saying the election was stolen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to stay in the state of Georgia for a second, uh, something else that also happened in the last week um, is that the election law in Georgia went to court and an Obama appointed judge upheld it. OK, all you know, the, the law that was Jim Crow, Jim Eagle, right. Jim Crow on steroids. So the you, law that they moved the, the all star game yeah, out of Atlanta for using, you know, language designed to incite, right, and further divide us on racial lines, an Obama-appointed judge said it was fine, and in the primaries they had a record voter turnout. Yep. Record voter turnout. That's that's the thing, Kurt. The, the lying. This administration has zero credibility, and they could have 100% credibility if he, Joe Biden, were a better politician like a Bill Clinton, for instance. Um, you know, who, who felt our pain and all that. Now nah, I know it was all bullshit, but you know, <laughs> with, with Joe Biden, he's lying so much about things that are obviously going on. There's zero credibility. He'd get more sympathy if he told the truth. Yeah, but then he wouldn't win re-election or he wouldn't have been elected in the first place. So. Yeah. I want to leave uh, politics with this. The Kansas governor's debate in Overland Park, the moderator from KCPT, started by asking each candidate to highlight something their opponent did that they agreed with. And he started with Governor Kelly, who hemmed and hawed for like five minutes, it seemed like, to come up with anything that Schmidt did that she could agree with. And Schmidt, in a classic move, when it was his turn, said, well, I liked how the governor called uh, Mayor Adams in New York and stood up to him when he was trashing Kansas. Mm. So Democrat to Democrat. It was, it was a, a masterful thing here. But what's wrong with stating our differences and running on those differences? Because when we run against somebody, Kurt, we run because we think we can do a better job. And right now, Republicans are out there. They think they can do a hell of a lot better job than what's going on. Yeah, it's very ironic. And too what's because, wrong with that? Because they have this thing, and I didn't watch the debate, so I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But just based on the, the information that you've just given, um, you know, they, they, they do this thing where it's like fake. It's totally fake, right? right? Like people don't actually want this unity. People don't actually... Oh, wow. He's such a great guy. You know, meanwhile, they're running attack ads, you know, saying that they're insurrectionists or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's totally fake. So can we just cut the bullshit and just actually like debate? You know, it's OK. It's OK. We don't have to pretend to like each other. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we'll move on now to the state of the NFL. Uh, because one of my many hats that I wear, stadium voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, I've been that for 14 years. But before we proceed here, Kurt, I got to say, anything I say here is my personal opinion, does not represent the Chiefs. And I got to say that now, because back in the Kaepernick day, Colin Kaepernick, you know, when that was all going on and all that, um, I put out a tweet on my personal Twitter account, right? Channel 5 called the Chiefs and the Chiefs had no comment. They found my tweet, and they put it up on the news on Channel 5, and they said, well, the Chiefs aren't commenting, but here's a voice that you hear at Arrowhead Stadium, and here's what he had to say. And the Chiefs lost their shit. I mean, they called me, and they said, you got to take that down. you got to take that down. I got rid of my whole Twitter account at that point because I just didn't think it was worth it. But it was ridiculous. Uh, but that's they go after you. They try and get you canceled. They try and get you fired. And all I said back then, Kurt— was if Colin Kaepernick was one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league, he'd have a job. Yep. That's what I said. Is that true? 
accurate, 100% okay. accurate. All right. So, uh, so anything I say now is just my personal opinion. Don't take it out on the Chiefs. Don't call and try and get me fired and all that. Um, but we want to talk about uh, the roughing call uh, on the tackle of Tom Brady. That happened over the weekend in the Buccaneers-Falcons game. And then on Monday night, uh, Chris Jones playing against the, um, the Raiders, the hated Raiders. And uh, we've got some clips that you're only going to be able to see if you watch this on YouTube. Uh, but let's roll the Tom Brady. This was a personal foul roughing the passer call. Yep. And it's a Brady uh, guy tackling Brady and then a guy tackling Mahomes. He didn't kiss him on the cheek as he took him down. So there's the roughing the passer call on Brady. Rolled him over. Okay. <clears throat> and here comes one on Mahomes from the Monday night game. Same exact tackle. Same tackle. No flag. No flag. Flag on Brady. No flag on Mahomes. There's no consistency to this, and that's the problem we have in the National Football League right now. And then we've got the clip of Chris Jones that was called for pass interference. This could have changed the entire game because this was a strip sack. You're going to see the ball come out. There's the tackle. You see, he swiped he the balls the ball. out. Now he has the ball. And he, if you watch, too, they talked about this on the air, but you can see right here he's falling and he braces his arm. Right. So like where else is he supposed to fall? He's he's tackling him and getting the ball. He's falling on top of him like how is he what is he supposed to do? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, and these are men playing a full speed contact sport and Chris Jones weighs over 300 pounds. Yeah. And when you're going full speed, the fact that I mean, how do you control that? Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. And so I don't know how that gets a 15-yard penalty, and it's not just basically a fumble. Chiefs have the ball, and we start to drill the Raiders as as we should. Instead, it was like a, a very close game that the Chiefs won at the end. And Troy Aikman is taking a lot of grief uh, because of comments that he made during the broadcast. This was about the uh, the tackle that we just watched. So it's too much. I mean, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and. You know, we take the dresses off. Ooh, boy. <laughs> now, you know, I played high school football. I wasn't very good. Um, I was screamed at by coaches. You know, there's something about crafting a man. You know, when you're a teenager about to become a man and you're playing a team sport like football, there's some manliness to it. Yeah. And, again, the great wussification of our nation. Now they're going after football. And we're going to get to the point where you're not going to be able to touch the quarterback. Well, you'll touch the quarterback. If you can touch the quarterback, he's down. Right, right, right. That'll yeah. be the end of it. I mean, that's yeah. the logical conclusion, don't you think? It's so funny because I saw highlights saying uh, on Twitter and stuff saying, I can't believe what Troy Aikman said. He's a misogynist, blah, blah, blah. And I legitimately had no idea what they were talking about because it's like, okay, uh, what did I don't even remember like anything that he said. And then I watched that clip and I'm like, what really, you know? And it, it, it's funny because it's like, if you think that's bad, just imagine like what the players say to each other. On oh the field, my gosh. You know, well, I know that's, some of that. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. I want, I want to hear that. I want to hear the mics. Cause you know, they do the mic'd up thing and obviously it's highly edited. You know, they edit out all the, all the bad, the bad stuff, but mm. I want to hear, you know, when they, they get up after the play and they're like, you know, getting up at each other's faces. I want to hear what they're saying there. Well, and then of course, after we win the game, uh, the game ends with uh, Devonte Adams and another receiver running into each other um, on the last play of the game, at least when the Raiders had the ball and Devonte Adams left Arrowhead stadium in a huff. He was pissed. And um, here's what he did. Flag. Frustration from Adams. Oh whoa, boy. Whoa, whoa. He just pushed down a photographer. I mean, one more time, both hands. Frustration from Adams. It's like, boom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't have that as Adams leaves the field. Yep, there you go. What a thug move. That's an absolute thug move. Class act. And the, the guy he pushed went to the hospital. Did you know that? No, I didn't. He but went I know to the he hospital. filed a police report. And he filed a police report. Now, uh, Gene Peters Baker, the uh, prosecutor of Jackson County, turnstile Jean, as I call her, because she doesn't like to prosecute crime. Um, this is going to be settled out of court. Um, Devontae Adams is going to write a check. He's probably going to be suspended for several games by the NFL. Um, uh, and apparently he was tweeting about the, uh, one of the rides at Worlds of Fun. Why Devontae Adams would care about Worlds of Fun, our local amusement park, um, he was tweeting about it. Um, and now Worlds <laughs> of Fun has banned Devontae Adams for life. Let me see if I can find – keep talking. I'll see if I can find that, that tweet. I mean, you know, what if there was like a security guy right next to the photographer? What if he'd hit the security guard and the security guard leveled him? 
right? Because he's not like a big lineman. He's like a little wide receiver. He's like right. 180, you know? What if the camera guy had taken his tripod camera and swung it at him? Would he have been okay with that? Here's the tweet from uh, from Worlds of Fun. Breaking, Devontae Adams has been permanently banned from Worlds of Fun. There you go. Oh, just crazy. <laughs> well, that's the state of the NFL now, and, and I love football. I, I love pro football. I've been a fan my entire life, and one of the highlights of my career has been the stadium boys of the Kansas City Chiefs, especially you know winning a Super Bowl, having uh, four AFC championship games at home in a row at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, but but the game is being it's it's being neutered. I guess that's the yeah. right word. Hopefully five this year. We'll see. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. And again, I want to point out that anything I said relative to the Chiefs or the NFL is my personal opinion, right? Me, on the other hand, I speak on an official capacity. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you, just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just a crazy time in life right now where you have to say all these things because just the fact that we have a podcast called Dale Carter's America and we've got American flag is part of our logo and an American flag behind me. There's a segment of the population that thinks we're treasonous. Nutsacks. I just don't understand that. <clears throat> uh, and and I, I this is we're going to leave you with this this week at Dale Carter's America. A North Carolina-based hot sauce maker facing a lawsuit over false advertising. USA Today reports Philip White of California is suing the manufacturer of Texas Pete, saying he wouldn't have purchased it if he knew it was created in Winston-Salem. White's lawyers claim the company cheated its way to a market-leading position by tricking customers and wants them to change their branding. So my question as we leave you this week at Dale Carter's America, is that the hot sauce brand that, that Hillary Clinton carries around with her? No more questions? They said no, she has to go. She what's what's to something go. that you always carry with you? Hot Just sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? Hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I just want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> okay. Is it working? There you go. There you go. That's the money line for the week. And until next week when we gather again, this is Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.